What's up, everyone? The national championships in men's and women's college basketball have been decided. And man, it's some interesting storylines from both of them. Going to break all that down and more, plus some NBA action. Uh, before we get started, make sure you follow the podcast on any platform, any streaming service at Burgers and Brats, and stay up to date with latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and hopefully you're watching right now on YouTube at Burgers and Brats as I welcome in my boy, Cooper Shepard from the Press Room Podcast. My boy, thanks for coming back on. Appreciate you having me. Always a fun time. Ready to talk some sports. Let's get into it. Yeah, I mean, men just finished the Men's National Championship five minutes ago. Um, yep. I mean, we both kind of expected UConn to win this game pretty handily, I assume. Um, we had about 30 seconds of good action there in the end where uh, San Diego State got it to a six-point game with about six, seven minutes left. And then, so you had the run. You're down 12 at half, uh, 12, 11 at halftime. You get it to six with about seven minutes left, and then you don't score another point for four minutes. Uh, That's just that San Diego State offense that we've seen throughout this uh, tournament for the last few games. I mean, how surprised are you that both these teams made it, especially San Diego State made it to the national championship? Uh, Very surprised, honestly. Um. Obviously, nobody thought they'd be there. I mean, this this whole tournament was weird. A lot of upsets. Anything can happen to March Madness. They made their way there, but you're not going to win a natty with uh, four straight three-minute droughts of no scoring. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and 59 points is probably like the most points they've scored. Uh, one of the most points they've scored this tournament uh, right at that high. And then UConn, another double-digit win, 76-59 over San Diego State. The first ever five seed to win the national championship. UConn adding their fifth national championship in school history and fifth in 20 and since 1999. Yeah, uh, just, most, most in college basketball since 99. Yeah, just remarkable. Uh, touching on that, UConn, five, five 90s in 25 years. They have now more than Kansas, who has four, tied with Duke and Indiana all time. They only trail uh, UCLA and uh, Kentucky. And then uh, North Carolina. So, I mean. And all those schools probably have 90s before 99. Yeah. The, I saw a bunch of 40s <laughs> in their recents uh, for the national championship. Uh, I mean, this game, uh, big man down low. San Diego State could not get any shots off. I mean, they had, what, 21, 21 24 points at the half. Looking at this, yeah, 24-34 at the half. Come out, get some shots in the second half, but, I mean, ultimately not enough when, especially when you can't get shots down low. Yeah. And you are six. Uh, I mean, both teams, six, only six made three-pointers on the on the game. UConn, only uh, four more made shots than San Diego State. It it almost seemed like they were just playing a game of throw it up and let Sonogo get the board at some, mm-hmm. some times in the game. Like, they're just... Uh, he's down there somewhere. No, so, yeah, Sonogo and Klingon, I mean, remarkable, remarkable game. I mean, Klingon didn't even have that many points. He had uh, four points, th- only three rebounds. And then uh, he's just that presence down low was just too much. And then Sonogo, uh, obviously the MVP of the uh, game, 17 points, 10, assist, or 10 rebounds, one assist, five and nine shooting. So, uh this UConn team, so dominant, so dominant all year. How far did you have uh, these two teams going? I mean, UConn at least. I had UConn making it to the Sweet 16. No, I had, I had Elite 8. I had an Elite 8. 
Yeah, I think I had them losing to Kansas in the Sweet 16. The one year I should have listened to the experts picking UConn. Yeah. To win it, but uh, decided not to. I, I think the most impressive thing to me is every single win by double digits. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that is crazy. I mean, they beat they beat some good teams uh, along the way as well. I mean, dominating Gonzaga, number one offense, dominating, beating them by thirty, leading the whole game by thirty. I mean, five seconds in the game, they were by thirty. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you that it was the most least third third least amount of points scored in the first half of a national title game. The other two teams that had lower scores. The 2011 national championship between UConn and Butler, 19 to 22, cardiac Kemba year. Yeah, uh, that that is a terrible uh, first half right there. Uh, some of these other uh, notes from the national championship game. It was the first national championship between a four and five seed, uh, first five seed to ever win, and uh, UConn was the first unranked team in the AP preseason poll to win a national championship since 2011. UConn. Yep. And can you tell me what state UConn has won the most of their natties in? Texas? Four of five in Texas. That's crazy. That's Four crazy. of their five in Texas. So uh, just remarkable stuff uh, there. UConn, I, obviously a blue blood? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I mean how, like, how are they not? How are they not? I mean, they haven't been to the tournament or haven't been deep in the tournament as much as like Kansas, some of these other teams as well. But you got five national championships. That's hard to do. I mean, every year they make it to the final four, they win it. Yeah, so, it's they've they've made five since I mean, every time they've made it, they've won. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> they get so there every, and, every time you see you gone to the final four, it's over. There's yeah. no who's winning. I, uh, talk a little bit about that San Diego State FAU game. I mean, we were so close to having FAU. I wanted FAU in this. Uh, I thing. did, too. I did but, too. Butler hitting that game-winning shot at the buzzer. Oh, you're yeah. just sick. Yeah, if you're an FAU fan. Yeah, I, I, I was pulling for FAU just because they beat my Tennessee Vols, and I was like, all right. I mean, if they're gonna beat us, I might as well like let's make it look better and let's let's see. It. And and they're I I didn't know they were that good. I had no idea, but. I mean, they're legit, and they – I mean, there's nothing – that's just smart madness. I mean, you lose on a buzzer beater in the Final Four, like, I don't know what to say, that, but – Yeah, that, that pain's never going away. Yeah. Um, especially – I, I, like, like, is FAU going to make it back there? Probably not, like um, – I mean, it was crazy because it was their first ever – they had their first ever win. Yeah. In March Madness this year. I mean, there's only a second ever appearance, too. But yeah, you feel bad for these uh those three teams that made it to the national, made it to the final four that never made it with Miami as well. And then uh to lose on a buzzer beater. I mean, at least uh San Diego State lost, so you're not like, oh, we we could have beat UConn as well or something, but you're still like, dang, we could have put up a better fight than that. Yeah. But it hurts. One missed layup, one yeah, but, I mean, I, I said it before, like before the games, you have to make your free throws. You have yeah. to make your free throws in March Madness. That is how you win these games. And both San Diego State and FAU uh, before this game had one-point wins. So you make your free throws. I mean, if FAU makes two more free throws, I'm pretty sure San Diego State had a better percentage that night, you're winning that game. So yeah. it, it just sucks. Yeah, you miss layups as well. UConn just so dominant. On defense, Samuel State had their first bench points with 14 minutes left in the second half. 
So, uh, UConn just dominating. I, I did not know that. That's that's another reason. I mean, yeah, and uh, San Diego State uh, at one point late in the second half had eleven turnovers and eleven made field goals. Yeah, it's not a winning recipe. No, you're not going to win like that. I mean, both both teams are pretty not. UConn was seven more free throw attempts than – or nine more free throw attempts than San Diego State. So, I mean, pretty decent difference there, but also you got to make your shots. Uh, they just weren't hitting anything. You only got out-rebounded by six, really. Yeah. Uh, but just the dominance down low was too much for uh, them. And just only seven assists on the night. You're not going to win a game, and you're getting seven assists. Yeah. So. Um, worst March Madness ever? Yes or no? Um, I I feel like I for me no I like upsets. Like I, it was very entertaining for me, but I can see how you could say yes as well. If if you like seeing the teams that should be there be there, yeah. But I I enjoyed seeing all these all these new bloods make a run. I mean, it, it was weird because last year you had. North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, and Villanova. You'd literally yeah. have all four Blue Bloods in the Final Four, and then this year you get three teams that never made it to the Final yeah. Four. I mean, nevertheless, won more than two tournament games. So uh, I'll say it was the it was a good tournament, but it was probably the worst basketball I've ever seen. It, it, it felt like high school basketball when I was watching. Some low-scoring uh, affairs, just some – just some bad basketball, I felt like. It, it was not fun, I don't think. Not a good display. I mean, Purdue going out there and getting deep by a 16 seed with yeah, Eddie. Oh, I, it, I mean, I mean that, that that was very entertaining for me to see, but. Yeah. It, was, it was entertaining. I mean, I think I'm just going to be done picking out, filling out brackets. Like, But, like, yeah, yeah, that's it's impossible. It's literally impossible. Because you don't root, you don't root for the upsets at first. You're like, keep my per- perfect bracket. But I feel like it's way more fun if you don't have a bracket and you can root for these teams to upset yeah, round exactly. one, round two. Exactly. But uh, just I, I did win my bracket group, so I want, I, yeah. I want a little money. So I'm, I'm not mad about that. Dang, that's impressive, especially with this year. That's, that's pretty impressive. I picked, yeah, I, I, I got lucky with Creighton, and uh, I picked Alabama to lose. And I don't know. I just made some lucky picks, but yeah, I went bad and picked the highest seeds to go pretty far. The worst year to do that. I don't know. I don't know. I picked Bama to win. I don't know what I did right, but somehow <laughs> I pulled it out. Probably like Purdue or Virginia losing early. Yeah. So, but I mean, no number one seeds made the Final Four. Uh, no number one seeds made the Elite Eight. Yeah, no number one seeds made the Elite Eight. But that was the first. Was I think that was the first time ever. Yeah. As well, so. Just overall, I mean, do you think that we're going to see more of this, especially with NIL, Transfer Portal, more of these teams, kind of like in football where the disparity isn't going to be as much? Yes. Yes, I think so. Especially, yeah, it's. I think it's going to get I, – I think the playing field in college basketball is going to, like, equal out where it's not going to – in 10 years, if you see a 14 seed – beat a three seed like it's not going to be surprising yeah i i can see that as well i think there's going to be a lot more a lot more just equal 
uh, parts we see on the court, especially with NIL and everything. Um, so anything else to add on the men's side? Uh, Tennessee disappoints me once again. <laughs> Made the Sweet 16. I thought we had an easy path. Couldn't get past FAU. Try again next year, I guess. Yeah, you'll be just as disappointed next year. Yeah. I mean, you had it. I you guys had a great look, great versus Duke, and then oh, yeah, shut it down in the second half against FAU. It is, it is what it is. <laughs> football next. You should know better to get your hopes up with Vols. Maybe you got football though. Maybe I, I do have football. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about a bigger story. I mean, March Madness is usually the biggest story, or with men. This year, it was the women that stole the show. Yeah. Caitlin Clark, C C. Baller, I I'm in love with Caitlin Clark, man. She is incredible, dude. It's I I've never like followed women's college basketball at all until this year, and I'm like, I just I I mean I I heard about her last year, but I didn't. Obviously, she wasn't like getting as much recognition, bro. It's it's literally Stephen Curry, of like <laughs> it's it's insane. It's Paige Beckers on on steroids, at, like double steroids. Honestly, so I mean, women's hoops was getting bigger. Uh, I paid more attention, kind of started paying a little more attention. I mean, you're still not really in depth about it, uh, yeah. but respect to these women. Man. I mean, women's college basketball is getting fun. It, it's been it's been fun the last few years, especially with not just UConn's women's dominance over the last few years. They kind of been struggling, but the women's national championship game drew nine point nine million viewers. Cooper, do you know this is more? Than any women's college basketball game ever, any MLS game ever, any Stanley Cup game since 1973, the Stanley Cups, and a lot of people follow that. The 2023 Orange Bowl and Sugar Bowl, uh, Thursday Night Football, the 2021 NBA Finals, which get a lot of attraction, uh, 2020 World Series, and the most recent MLB, NBA, NFL All Star Games. The women's college basketball national championship game. Incredible. I think that's a lot to do with Caitlin Clark, honestly. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this woman is crazy. Went off on a 41-point triple-double in the Elite Eight to send Iowa to the first ever Final Four. Uh, and then drops 40 in the Final Four to upset number one South Carolina. who They're just a great team. They've been hot for the last few years. They, they, then, they didn't lose a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what they had a what forty game winning streak, thirty two game winning streak, something like that, maybe longer. Um, but CC man put up put up a great fight in uh in the national championship, thirty two six and ten. Uh, did lose by about seventeen. I got it close at the end. Did you watch any of the women's national championship? Yeah, yeah I did. I watched. Definitely. Yeah, I watched the whole first half and then. I got busy, but I was keeping up with it on my phone, and then I just thought it was you kind of pulled away. But yeah, I, I gotta watch the first half. Didn't get to see the second half, but uh, I mean, Caitlin Clark, I think she's a really cool person, really good person. Let's talk about uh, with Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark. Let's talk about it. It, it sucks that people are bringing race into this because that has nothing to do with what happened. I mean, Caitlin Clark. In the what was it, Final Four Elite Eight did a that's yeah. how she did it. Didn't aim it at anyone, didn't aim it at an opposing player, wasn't walking in the face. Uh 
it's just a complete difference. She's looking away, looking at her team, doing that. She can't see me. She just dropped 40. I mean, it's in the heat of the game. Yeah. yeah. It's in the heat of the game. Angel Reese follows Caitlin Clark around for about two minutes. Just walking her face, point at her ring finger like Clay Thompson out here uh, when he's got nothing to say. And then keeps talking after, uh, during the ceremony, like, oh, yeah, put respect on our name. Caitlin Clark never talked trash about LSU. She yeah. never did anything. She left a girl open who shot 21% from three in the Final Four game with South Carolina. That's all she did. And LSU said, we're not taking that disrespect. Yeah, It's basketball. Leave the dude open. You see that all the time in the NBA. No one's 30 feet closer to Ben Simmons when he's out that far. So, I mean, I get it in the heat of the moment. I, I love Tawny. I love trash talking. Mm-hmm. But that is way too much when you're walking around two minutes straight with Caitlin Clark. And then you're talking about her in the post-game press conference, the trophy ceremony. You get on Twitter. You talk about her. And then I don't know if you saw this, but earlier today, uh, Angel Reese uh, played at Maryland for last year yeah. and transferred into LSU. Someone tweeted a picture of Re- Angel like yelling at Caitlin Clark when she's at Maryland, like doing the ah face at Caitlin Clark, and she Angel said Ben, like she like she's been doing that. I yeah. mean, it, the rent free. It is a it is a penthouse rent free. Caitlin Clark is living in Angel Reese's head. It it it, it was so disrespectful. I think I, I think it was classless by Angel. And I think what makes it worse is I think Caitlin Clark is very humble and very like. She's not going to cause problems with people. And Angel Reese just goes out there just looking to start something. Yeah. And and I'm all for people talking trash in basketball. Like, I love I love seeing people talk trash in basketball. But if you're going to talk trash, like, the good trash talkers, they do it all game. They don't wait till the last minute when the game's been decided and, then, like, you know who's going to win. If you're going to talk trash, do it from the tip. Yeah. Uh, that's I completely agree. I mean, you can't do that when the game's already decided and you're up by 15. Mm. And I mean, Caitlin Clark never said anything to you. Doesn't even know who you are. No yeah. one knows who you are. You had 15 points in the game. Caitlin Clark had 32, 6, and 10 uh, trying to lead her team. I mean, you, you've got the greatest head coach with uh, Kim Mulkey on the LSU sideline who, I mean, should have been teed up multiple times in that game. Oh, well. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Tackling the rest. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you touch on the ref, and then Kaylin Clark gets a T for tossing the ball out of bounds to the ref. Yeah, uh, I I didn't get to see that part, but I, I saw it on Twitter after. I mean, yeah, you you can't be you got to talk the whole game if you're gonna talk, and you can't follow someone for two minutes and then keep tweeting about them. Yeah, I mean, it, it it's just crazy to me. It, like, it, like, awesome. like like I I think Kaylin Clark is almost making it where Angel's not even joining her natty. Like, she's too worried about Caitlin Clark right now. Like, I, she's not even – I don't even think she's worried about winning the natty. No. She, she is going to bed thinking about CC, man. She is – it is a it is a 100-floor story penthouse New York suite CC's got in Angel's head right now. And, I mean, yeah, like you said uh, with Caitlin – a great humble humble person. I mean, she got an NIL deal with the local food pantry, but turned down money for them and actually volunteers uh, with them uh, yeah. most of the time. So, I mean, seems like a great person. She hasn't said anything about this, which I think should keep it. It's like it's like a LeBron James and Skip Bayless feud. Yeah, <laughs> LeBron is rent free and Skip's head, or not Skip? Yeah, Skip. Uh, and 
LeBron just ignores. I mean, I think that's what Kaylin needs to do. I saw something that said we get Kaylin. I don't know if she's just not going to the WNBA. She or... is not. She's not eligible. She's only twenty-one years old. You have to be twenty-two or play four full years in college. Okay, so we get her back next year. Mm-hmm. I hope she goes to UConn or South Carolina. Yeah, get this girl a ring. Come on. You need a ring like Westbrook. Come on. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Anything else to add on the MV- on the uh, women's side? Uh, this year was the first time I've ever actually watched a full women's basketball game. And it was the Sweet 16 Miami girls game. I was very intrigued with those beautiful ladies <laughs> that go by the Cavender Twins. Yeah. Uh, I tuned into the game, ended up watching the whole thing. Uh, I saw Haley Kavanagh get a little sh- after her game-winning free throws. I was like, yeah. okay. That was the yeah, first time I've ever watched She didn't follow it. anyone around for two minutes, did she? No, no. She, she was talking to the fans because they were all, they were chanting stick to TikTok. I was like, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So that, that was insane. That's fun interaction with the fans. I mean, I, yeah, I think uh, next year with Caitlin Clark as well and some of these other girls that we're going to see come up, uh, it's going to be fun uh, watching. Hopefully, Gene Lear team back. Uh, excited for the OU women team next year. I mean, got a pretty solid head coach and squad, so I don't know how Tennessee is looking. Uh, they made it to the Sweet 16. All right, then. Yeah. And then you got let down again. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we move on to the NBA, I mean, we're, we're in the thick of it. A uh, few games left. Uh, let's move into On This Day in History, sponsored by Hefner Eye Care. Uh, Heifer Eye Care, go get your eyes checked. Go get that eye exam. Go get some contacts, glasses, sunglasses. Go check them out. Uh, 5757 Northwest, 132nd Street in Oklahoma City. Uh, great people, great products. Hefner Eye Care, check them out, hefnereyecare.com. All right. Uh, 1860, I want to back on this one. The start of the Pony Express, not the SMU football team, uh, but the mail by horse and relay teams between Missouri and Sacktown, California. 1973, the first mobile phone call uh, took place in New York. And then 1882. All right, these are two, these are two uh, deaths. Can you, can you name 1882 famous deaths? Jesse James is killed. Okay. All right, then 1968. Tell me. Martin Luther King. Is assassinated oh, wow. in Memphis. Yeah, so that was that was that was this day, this week. Yeah, uh, tomorrow, I believe. So kind of do this week, this weekish, early weekish. So uh, these this week, uh, and then some birthdays to give out: uh, Maya Angelou, Heath Ledger, and Robert Downey Jr. Happy birthday! Uh, good on this day in history. All right, let's move on to NBA. Uh, the West. It's crazy. Crazy. Who who is your team again? I like as I'm a fan of. Yes. Big Thunder fan. That'd Big Thunder. Right. I mean, they've they've got a chance. I mean, I think they just need to win two games. Yeah. I believe to make the play in. Yep. I, I kind of want to talk the Mavericks. Dude. I I dude, I said this when they made the trade. I was like, I don't think that's gonna work. I I, 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 didn't, I don't think it's – I mean, obviously, like, if you're Dallas, you kind of have to try it. But, like, it's, it's not working out. No, I mean, I, I agree. I said I don't think it'll work 
that well. I didn't think they would drop out of the playoffs. Uh, I'm not going to give oh, them yeah. that much credit, but uh, I knew it wouldn't work as well as we thought. Uh, just you, you always see two ball dominant players. It, it doesn't work. It, it yeah. really doesn't, even though it should, you think uh, it just doesn't, but yeah, they're, they had a 96% chance to make the playoffs. I think before the Kyrie trade, now they're down to like 6%. Uh, one game back of the Thunder in the plane right now at the 11 seed. I mean, they they really have to worry about the Jazz behind them. But uh, let's see the five through 11, five through 12 seed right now is uh five games. So you don't have that. You don't have that many, that much room to spare. Five through 12 or five through 12. But yeah. seven. I think this is probably. One of the closest races we've had to close up the season. I mean, it's it's really not great basketball. I they're all close, uh, but it's not because they're great. <laughs> it's because they're not that good. Yeah, honestly, I mean, anyone can win in the West, honestly, but it's just, it's not that good basketball. Uh, seven seed. So the seven Lakers, followed by eight Pelicans, who are tied at twelve games. Number nine got the Timberwolves at thirteen and a half. 10, you got Thunder at 14 and a half, and 11 Mavericks at 15 and a half games back. So, right there, three and a half games, seven through 11. Uh, I I don't see, I think the Lakers stay in. I mean, the Pelicans are playing great without Zion. Uh, they look pretty good. Uh, and then, I don't know, Timberwolves, they, I would love to play them first round, but I don't think they're, I don't think. If the team that makes the play-in 100% that's not making it to the playoffs, I think it's the Timberwolves. Yeah. I mean, you lose it. You saw they lost as a 19.5-point favorite against the Trailblazers this week. Yeah. Embarrassing. I I, I think that was the, one of the biggest upsets in NBA history or something, like regular season history or something like that. It's crazy. It, it's crazy. Um, Who are you – Thinking comes out of the West, a or a surprise team, or and then a team you're like, even if they make the playoffs, I mean, or they could be a high seed, and you're like, no, they're they're not going far. Uh, I I obviously this was my pick at the beginning of the year, but I could realistically see the Kings coming out of the West. Like, sounds crazy, but like, they're hooping. And uh, a team that I think might get beat in the first round is the Clippers. I really do think yeah. they'll probably lose in the first round, especially if they play the Suns. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it would suck to have to face uh, the Suns in the first round. I mean, yeah, Clippers don't know the health either with uh, Paul George and Kawhi. I mean, Russell Westbrook went in the other day, dropped 36 uh, point triple double and got them a win without those two. But I'm kind of opposite of you on the, uh, the Kings. I know the three seed right now, but they give up the most points from one through thirteen, only the Sun or only the Spurs and Rockets give them more points in the West than the Kings mm-hmm. uh, right now, which is pretty crazy. Um, Mavs are actually pretty pretty good decently on defense, but yeah, I I don't know. I it I can't pick the Kings. Yeah, it's a great story to see the Kings uh, make it to the playoffs for I me mean, for the first time since two thousand six. But honestly, I really don't see them. Going that deep, I mean, who they'd have to play? The Warriors. So that'll be a good matchup, though. That'll be a really fun matchup. 
I, I think that they could beat the Warriors, but you know, you never bet against the Warriors in the playoffs, man. Yeah. <laughs> Never. They are gonna have to win on the road if they do want to win in the playoffs, though. That's true. What are they nine of thirty? Less six of thirty? Yeah. It, it might be worse than that. Yeah. Uh the Warriors are. Uh Lakers chances they go deep. Uh half a game or they're half a game back from a five seed. Yeah, they've they've turned it around. I mean, they have. We haven't seen Braun in the playoffs in a couple of years. I'm sure he's hungry. I'm sure he wants it. If they make it, which I, it's looking like they're going to, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, the Le- Le- AD's been balling too. I mean, he's had a couple forty point games in the last uh, few week, like week or so. So I mean, Lakers they look really really good right now. I think they could be they could. I mean, with LeBron in playoffs, I know he's banged up, but LeBron, playoff LeBron, they don't get much better than that kind of player uh, right there. Uh, then the East, it's a Bucks celtics league. It's a Bucks celtics uh, league uh, conference, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Celtics put up one by, what, 41 against the Bucks the other day? Yeah. yeah. We have coming out of the East. Uh, I'm gonna go Celtics again. Celtics right here. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you can really go wrong with uh those two teams. I think it's obviously gonna be those two teams. Uh, I think yeah, they should stay one two. Uh, towards the end of the year. I mean, we don't have many games left. I mean, look at the. See how many games we got. Four. Four games. So yeah, uh, maybe not catching them there. Uh. Who do you have on the MVP, Jokic or Embiid? Um, obviously, this is like one of the most controversial topics of the NBA season right now. Did you see the other night when Nuggets and Sixers matched up? Embiid was sitting. Yeah, was he yeah. ducking the smoke? I I think he. I mean, he was there too. He was in the locker room the whole time. I don't even think I he came out. He, well, he was questionable that day. He's ducking it. He knew he was going to lose. I think he was ducking the smoke. And then he's kind of like Angel. I mean, he's been talking. He's been talking all year, too. I mean, or like the last few weeks, at least. He's been talking like saying that he's better. But, I mean, yeah, he's a great player, obviously. But like like that matchup for me would have made my decision. Mm -hmm. And then B didn't show up. So, yeah. I'm going to be Jokic. All right, I like it. I like it. That's why I have you on here, man. That's why you're on the show. Uh, great, great mind to think alike on that. Uh, yeah, give me Jokic uh, in the MVP, but it's going to be close. I mean, I think it might come down to like just three, three picks on there. I mean, yeah, three difference between one and uh, the number two for the MVP. I just think the Nuggets are not a good team at all. Like, if you take Jokic off the Nuggets, like, what are they? An eight seed? Yeah, they're not as good. And, I mean, you saw Jokic last year carry without uh, Jamal on the team and yeah. a young MPJ who's also dealt with injuries towards the last half of the season. But luckily you got Aaron Gordon balling this year. Yep. AG. Uh, Knicks make the playoffs finally. Knicks, Knicks are back uh, in the playoffs, so that's going to be fun. Uh, uh, it's going to be a fun playoffs, I think. Uh, I think there's a lot of not much disparity in this league. Yeah, I agree. 
So uh, it, it's going to be fun. Uh, plans should be good. Start, what do they start on Monday? Something like that. Maybe. Uh, is, is it that maybe. early? It may, it may be like middle of the week, maybe Wednesday. Because uh, I know the Thunder's last game of the season is Sunday. Yeah, so I might give them like two days off or so, maybe more. Yeah. So it's I, I I want to see a packed out Paycom Center. I mean, I want to see the yeah, I want to see the Thunder back. How long has it been? Twenty oh, seventeen. Uh, the year Chris Paul was here was the last time I think. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, 2020, 2020. All right, yeah. But so yeah, you had one round of that seven seven games against the Rockets. Um, yeah, the one I was thinking, I was thinking, it's been forever. It's only been three years now, but. Uh, rebuild mode going to the playoffs pretty yeah. good future for the thunder there i think they're set thunder is set I, I agree i agree i i think they can be a top four seed next year I, dude, definitely top five shay is obviously the the guy we haven't even seen chet mm-hmm. Jalen williams j-dub that's a good pick he's nice i think he should win rookie of the year yeah, he's he's looking really good. I mean, it was interesting to see if they have to trade any of these pieces, but if they keep it together for a few more years on these rookie deals, I think it's it's gonna be a good team. Yeah. Isaiah Joe, who's a sniper for three million dollars, like mm-hmm. sign him off the streets, bro. It's great. <laughs> well Presty can be a genius. We'll see. We'll see him. I'm excited for the Thunder's future though. You gave me yeah. Next year is going to be really fun. I think packed house uh most nights at Paycom. All right. Uh anything else on the NBA? Uh, not at the moment. I'm excited to see how the season wraps up. Obviously, wishing the Thunder a playing spot, maybe the playoffs. Uh, I'll be there for sure if it happens. And uh, Thunder up. All right, take some pictures for us. Uh, show out for show out for the podcast. All right. Um, let's move into the final segment. Who we sharing a burger and brought with? Um, I'll go first. Uh, so six million Americans have a clinical diagnosis of heart failure, heart failure, and a large trial by Dr. Emerson Piran uh, showed a single injection of a patient's own stem cells into their heart uh, was able to reduce the uh, inflation and risk of heart attacks and stroke by fifty eight percent. This was the largest clinical trial trial of cell therapy for heart disease to date. So hopefully some good news uh, coming out for stem cells and uh, protecting against heart failure uh, with this study. So share my burger and brought with uh, Dr. Uh, Emerson Purin. Hopefully I got that last name right. Can I go back to the sports world for mine? Go back to Caitlin Clark, please. That's who I'm sharing my burger and brought with. <laughs> it brought me to watch women's college basketball. Watch women's basketball, which I've never done, never cared. And this young woman just put on show after show after show. And where I literally sat, I looked on my phone and said, what time is a national championship game? Turned on my TV and I literally turned it on. She hits like four threes in the first quarter. And I'm, I'm literally like, let's go. <laughs> I'm going. So I'm, I'm sharing my I'm sharing my burger and brought with Caitlin Clark. Excited to see her play next year. Yeah, it's going to be fun uh, next year. Hopefully she comes to Norman, uh, go watch her play uh, or somewhere close. Uh, yeah, I mean, she had like 27 off of three-pointers of this game. Uh, ball and sadly got into foul trouble early. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Caitlin Clark, man, deserves a lot of burgers and brats uh, for sure, uh, what she's done for women's sports. 
and everything. So nine million, nine million views, nine point nine million viewers for women's national championship game. Crazy, insane. All right, uh, Coop, thanks for coming back on, bro. Appreciate you having me on. Always a blast. Yeah. Do it again. Uh, where can we find uh, your podcast? Uh, the press room on all platforms. The press room underscore on Twitter and Instagram. All right, uh, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Hopefully, you just watched on YouTube at Burgers and Brats. Uh, thank you all for listening. Make sure you follow the podcast on any platform at Burgers and Brats, and stay up to date with latest news on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube at Burgers and Brats. Uh, shout out Caitlin Clark for an incredible season. Shout out to the UConn Huskies for winning their fifth national championship since 1999. True blue blood status and their one shining moment. Uh, thank you all for listening. Take care. Stay safe.